Hey everybody, I'm Dr. Christopher Segler, Doc on the Run, a sports medicine podiatrist, an expert in foot and ankle injuries and running biomechanics. But more importantly to you, I'm a real runner, a marathoner, and an Ironman triathlete. I take care of patients and train for Ironmans in San Francisco, so I can only see so many patients. But I created this podcast for you, so that you can benefit from all of my training and experience, so that you can learn more about your running injuries. If you're here to learn more about foot and ankle injuries and how to keep running, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Doc on the Run. Now let's get started. Non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications, or NSAIDs. Now, because plantar fasciitis begins with an inflammatory process, you might want to take a medication that will help fight the inflammation. Non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, commonly referred to as NSAIDs, are one of the most often used drugs to treat plantar fasciitis. Now, it does make sense that if you have inflammation of your plantar fascia, you might be able to treat it with an anti-inflammatory medication. But there are a few things that you should know about anti-inflammatory drugs as they relate to the treatment of plantar fasciitis in runners. The first thing that you must know about anti-inflammatory medications and plantar fasciitis is that no medication alone will cure your heel pain. Although plantar fasciitis is an inflammatory condition, it is also a biomechanical problem. So it isn't going to go away if you only treat one part of the problem. If you break your arm, it's going to hurt. If you take Tylenol, your broken arm is going to hurt less, but your arm is still broken. You have to realign the bone and let it heal back together if you want to feel better permanently. Healing your plantar fascia is a similar situation. You could just treat the pain. You could just treat the inflammation. But to actually get better, though, you have to treat the root cause of the condition. The second thing that you have to understand about anti-inflammatory medications is that you have to take these drugs consistently. If you take the anti-inflammatory medications such as Aleve or Motrin or Ibuprofen only when your heel hurts, you're just using it as a pain reliever. Taken intermittently, NSAIDs won't really work as a true anti-inflammatory medication very effectively. Now, all of the currently available over-the-counter anti-inflammatory medications have a dual purpose and a dual action. If you take them intermittently and there's a low level of anti-inflammatory medication in your bloodstream, it'll basically work like a pain reliever temporarily. Now, sometimes the pain relief can last for up to eight hours. However, you have to take the anti-inflammatories for several days, if not weeks in a row, to accumulate enough of the medication in your bloodstream before the anti-inflammatory function of the drug will actually start to work. Now, if that's what you're after, you have to remember you have to do it consistently. So if you're going to take anti-inflammatories to treat your inflammatory component of your plantar fasciitis, you must take the medication consistently for 10 days or two weeks. This means that if you're taking ibuprofen and you expect to have a true anti-inflammatory effect, you need to take either 600 or 800 milligram doses, which are prescription strength doses, three times a day, every day for about 10 days. And if you miss a dose during that period, the medication reverts to working only like a pain reliever because the level in your bloodstream drops significantly. Never ever do this without talking to your doctor because those are prescription strength doses. You're listening to the Doc on the Run podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Runner's Heel Pain, self-diagnosis and self-treatment written by the world's leading expert on runner's heel pain. When runners with heel pain get help from Dr. Segler through a virtual doctor visit, they ask the same questions. How do I know I really have plantar fasciitis? What do I have to do to get my heel pain to go away? How can I stay fit and keep running while I heal my plantar fasciitis? Dr. Segler wrote the book on runner's heel pain specifically so any runner like you could get the same answers he gives to patients he sees in person. 
He wanted to create a way you could get $500 worth of expert advice for less than the cost of a copay right now, without waiting for some doctor's office to open. Runner's Heel Pain, Self-Diagnosis and Self-Treatment This book will teach you exactly how the world's leading expert on runner's heel pain helps runners run and heal. Get the Kindle version on Amazon today for only $14.95. Alright, welcome back to the Doc on the Run podcast. If you miss a dose during that period, the medication reverts to working only like a pain reliever because the level in your bloodstream drops significantly. Never ever do this without talking to your doctor because those are prescription strength doses. This is one of the reasons that Celebrex has become so popular as an anti-inflammatory medication because it only has to be taken once a day. It's much more effective at much lower doses than other anti-inflammatories. In fact, one Celebrex capsule is equivalent to about 12 ibuprofen tablets. So that's much easier on your kidneys. It's much easier on your stomach. It's also a lot simpler because you only have to take one thing a day and then your kidneys have a lot less of it to remove. So I don't know about you, but I personally find it very difficult to take medicine inconsistently. So yes, I'm a doctor. I understand the importance of taking medications as prescribed, but it's very difficult for me to remember to take any medication three times a day without missing a dose. And for people who take like an 81 milligram aspirin every day, it's rare that they're going to go for a month or even a week without missing a dose, even if they're taking once a day. It just doesn't seem, you know, it just seems like it's plain difficult to remember to take medications really consistently. And if you have to take it once a day, that's obviously a lot easier than taking three times a day. So again, Celebrex is a prescription medication, so you must get a prescription for a doctor before you can take it. And ibuprofen and naproxen are both over-the-counter, um, but those doses that are over-the-counter doses are basically not sufficient to really do what you need when you have plantar fasciitis. So you still have to talk to a doctor before you take uh, prescription level doses of those other medications. So the other thing you have to know is that anti-inflammatories are really only helpful in the very early stages of plantar fasciitis because the early stages are the ones rooted in inflammation. If you've had heel pain for only a few weeks, it may be beneficial to take a medication that will help stop the inflammatory process. If you decide to take one of these medications, you must take it consistently if you're going to have any hope of the true anti-inflammatory benefit in speeding your recovery. If you've had heel pain or plantar fasciitis for months or years, the anti-inflammatory medications are way less likely to be of any benefit. Advanced chronic cases of plantar fasciitis are more often termed fasciosis, not fasciitis. And in these late chronic stages, there's no inflammatory component at work. Fasciosis is a degenerative process, not an inflammatory process. And as such, it's not necessary to take an anti-inflammatory medication when the, anti and when the inflammation doesn't really even exist. It's different. It's not an inflammatory process. It's a degenerative one. So why would you take an anti-inflammatory medication to treat that? It just wouldn't work. Why runners should think twice about taking NSAIDs. You're listening to the Doc on the Run podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Runner's Heel Pain, Self-Diagnosis and Self-Treatment written by the world's leading expert on runner's heel pain. When runners with heel pain get help from Dr. Segler through a virtual doctor visit, they ask the same questions. How do I know I really have plantar fasciitis? What do I have to do to get my heel pain to go away? How can I stay fit and keep running while I heal my plantar fasciitis? Dr. Segler wrote the book on runner's heel pain specifically so any runner like you could get the same answers he gives to patients he sees in person. He wanted to create a way you could get $500 worth of expert advice for less than the cost of a copay right now, without waiting for some doctor's office to open. Runner's Heel Pain, Self-Diagnosis and Self-Treatment 
This book will teach you exactly how the world's leading expert on runner's heel pain helps runners run and heal. Get the Kindle version on Amazon today for only $14.95. All right, welcome back to the Doc on the Run podcast. Why runners should think twice about taking NSAIDs. Ibuprofen is often referred to as vitamin I by marathon runners and triathletes. Now, I've personally spotted ibuprofen tablets on the road of nearly every marathon or Ironman triathlon in which I raced. And usually the tablets have been sprinkled and dropped on the sidewalk, you know, just before some aid station, presumably by some miserably sore athlete who's just hoping to keep on going. And Although it's popular, it doesn't mean it's a good idea. So NSAIDs are the most commonly consumed over-the-counter medication. The anti-inflammatory drugs include aspirin, ibuprofen, naproxen, and some others. And because these seemingly harmless drugs can relieve minor aches and pains while also decreasing inflammation, they're very popular among endurance athletes. I've had dozens of patients and running buddies tell me that they'll routinely take 600 or 800 milligram doses of ibuprofen after their intervals and speed workouts, usually to try to decrease the delayed onset muscle soreness. Now, this can work, but it comes at a price, and there are really two good reasons why you might have think twice before popping these pills. The first is that NSAIDs slow tissue healing. The very first phase of healing of any wounded tissue is the inflammatory phase. So by taking a medication that can interfere with inflammation, you actually decrease tissue healing that takes place after your workouts. This is counterproductive. Think about how hard you work to stay on pace during those last couple of miles during your hard workouts. Now, it would seem like you'd want to maximize your recovery benefit as well. well there are studies that actually show that NSAIDs decrease the effectiveness of the recovery process and, in effect, decrease the effectiveness of your workouts. As long ago as 1986, there was a study that actually showed that NSAIDs appeared to interfere with recovery from muscle strains. Now, your hard workouts are really nothing more than controlled induction of muscle strains. Of course, when your muscles respond to these workouts, they heal and it increases your muscle, muscle strength and your overall fitness. So if you interfere with that process, you don't get the maximum bang for your workout buck. Now, 20 years later, another study actually showed that NSAIDs also impaired strength and interfered with tendon-to-bone healing. Now, this is important for any runner or triathlete with tendonitis. Achilles tendon injuries, perineal tendonitis, posterior tibial tendonitis, they all have the uh, potential to completely halt your marathon training. And if you have any tendon pain, then you need to heal as quickly as possible. You have to treat the problem by seeing a running specialized physician instead of just covering up the pain. The other thing is that NSAIDs can damage your kidneys. So this is well known. Your kidneys are metabolic waste removal machines. They basically filter the blood and get any byproducts out of there. So they also clear NSAIDs from your bloodstream. When you exercise hard, your blood flow is actually diverted from your internal organs out to the muscle groups that are working hard. So runners know this best in terms of the limited capacity to eat while running. Because of the reduced blood flow in your digestive tract, you might get a gastric revolt if you eat too much during a strenuous run. The same sort of decreased organ blood flow that happens in the kidneys, you don't get any warning like you do when you have nausea when you tax your stomach. So the problem with this is that studies have actually shown that during sustained exercise, NSAIDs can decrease renal or kidney function and increase the risk of developing hyponatremia and acute renal failure. There was one study that reported 79 to 80% of cases of acute renal failure where there's sudden kidney failure, they've been associated with NSAID use before or during a marathon. To make matters worse, consider that many marathon runners and, and aching triathletes will actually take over-the-counter ibuprofen pills that are only 200 milligrams, but they'll take them at prescription strength doses of 800 
to, or 600 milligrams. Now, taking big doses while you're exercising and potentially dehydrated further increases your risk of kidney overload and kidney damage. So while NSAIDs can be great in the right circumstances, they have to be respected. The key takeaways here are that non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs really can help reduce inflammation in the initial phases of plantar fasciitis, but only if you take them consistently. They should never be taken while exercising, or you can really risk damaging your kidneys. And if you've been suffering with plantar fasciitis for months, there is probably no benefit at all to taking them. And don't start taking any prescription strength dose of a medication, even if it's an over-the-counter medication like ibuprofen, without talking to your doctor first. This is especially true for runners. So although NSAIDs can be um, good drugs in the right circumstances, they have to be respected. And if you really want to get the most recovery and the most strength gain possible from all those hard workouts, you don't really want to take them. So, you know, you really want to fight the temptation to relieve the pain from ibuprofen. Otherwise, you might find yourself wearing a hospital gown under that finisher's medal. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me. And then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.